What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode number 10 of the Two Metal for This podcast. That's right, double digits, baby. I'm Jason, and with me, as always, is Justin. How's it going, everybody? And Bobby. Bobby motherfucking McDermott. So, as usual, we're going to start the show off with some gratitude. Thank you to everyone who's been checking out the show. We really appreciate you all. That said, we have some shout-outs this week. We want to shout out Jordan Engel, Beaumont Sabos, Amos Mills, and Dave Rito for dropping their six list in the comment section. You guys brought up a lot of good shows, and some of which, to be honest, I was kind of jealous of, but definitely loved hearing about everybody's concert experiences. That's always a lot of fun. Yeah, I got a quick shout out to Martin and Adam Daly. Happy birthday, motherfuckers. Uh, now, obviously, your birthdays are a few years apart, but they are a couple of days apart. I don't know what's going on in March, but that's when your mom and dad like to fuck. Cheers, motherfuckers. All right. On today's show, we are all collaborating on our fantasy festival, which will be called TMFT Fest. The festival will consist of three days with each of us creating our own stage consisting of six bands each for each day. On this episode, we'll just be building one day of the festival. But before we get into that, here's Justin with the news. The news. Metallica have announced their 2023 M72 World Tour in support of their upcoming album, 72 Seasons, which is set to release April 14th, 2023. The tour will be two nights with two completely different sets each night. The supporting bands will change depending on what date you go to, so pay close attention before you buy those extremely expensive tickets. Or you may be disappointed. The combinations are Architects and Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. Five Finger Death Punch and Ice Nine Kills, Pantera and Mammoth again, Volbeat and Mammoth, or Greta Van Fleet and Mammoth. So Metallica wants to work with Wolfgang Van Halen a lot, but this is a really big tour, 2023 and 2024. Lots of dates announced. Tickets are on sale now, but be prepared to pay a lot to go see any of these shows. Motley Crue have announced their first two U.S. shows with John Five on guitar. Both will be in Atlantic City, New Jersey, February 10th and 11th, 2023. Tickets are also on sale for these. Soulfly have announced a massive 50-plus date U.S. tour starting January 25th in Tucson, Arizona, finishing up April 1st in Tempe, Arizona. They'll be supported by Body Box for the entire tour. Half Heard Voices will join them January 25th to February 16th. And then Skinlift will join them from February 17th to March 5th, followed by Drift from March 6th to April 1st to finish out the tour. Spain's Resurrection Fest 2023 will be June 28th through July 1st with over 80 bands scheduled. It'll be headlined by Ghost, Slipknot, and Pantera. Other bands include Papa Roach, Architects, Behemoth, The Ghost Inside, Motionless and White, Lacuna Coil, Meshuggah, Hatebreed, Nothing More, and over 60 other bands for Resurrection Fest 2023. So in a recent interview, Charlie Benante was asked about the prospect of Pantera recording any new music. Um, His response was that he doesn't rule anything out, but obviously they have tours scheduled out into 2024. 
the reason I'm bringing this up is it's another one of those really stupid, insignificant interview questions that they turned into this big headline and made it just so everybody would comment in the comments and go back and forth about whether or not Pantera should be recording new music or not. First of all, pretty sure it's not Charlie's decision if they're going to record new music. Mm-hmm. But he just handled a stupid question the best that he could, mm. you know. Um, but also, since we're talking about it, what do you guys think about it? I mean, would you be interested to hear Pantera with with the other guys? Or Yes. Yes, I will say uh, I watched some of the video of Pantera's first performance back together. Uh, well, not together, you know, with the new lineup. And they sounded really good. So I would be interested to see what they would put out as a group on album. I'd be very interested to see what Zach does because uh, I've been keeping up with what he's been doing, uh, learning the songs and stuff. And he's been saying that Dimebag did very interesting chord changes and whatnot that he would never even thought of doing. So I would wonder that if he was to make a Pantera album, would he try to apply those kind of things to it? And he might do something a little different than he normally does. And I mean, Zach Wilde's bad as fuck anyways. And then just that whole group, you know, kind of breathes a little fresh air into what's going on. And uh, I think it'd be cool. I would definitely check it out. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm on the same page. And, and honestly, I think most of the people that are talking shit, they're probably going to listen to the album if they put it out. Those same people talking all that shit, if they happen to show up at a Pantera show, are going to be right there in the pit, banging their heads and having a mm-hmm. hell of a fucking time. So everybody just loves to hate the thing they love nowadays. You know, like, yep. wouldn't it be cool if there was a Pantera reunion? And now we got it. It's fucking you know, like, what the fuck? Just want something to fucking complain about so you can burn some calories. So, in other news, uh, at a recent show. Axel Rose hit a fan in the face with a microphone. Mm. Sounds pretty bad, right? The headline does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that that was my point. This shit really irritates me. Um, yeah, it it sucks. I mean, the lady got creamed with the microphone pretty hard. Mm. But this is something that Guns N' Roses have been doing for years. At the end of the show, Axel Rose throws the mic into the into the crowd. It's unfortunate that someone got hurt, but I hate the way that you know, the media has taken this and twisted it. Um, that said, Axel did make a statement um, in regards to the situation. He said, it's come to my attention that a fan may have been hurt at our show in Adelaide, Australia, possibly being hit by the microphone at the end of the show when I traditionally toss the microphones to the fans. If true, I obviously, obviously we don't want anyone getting hurt or, or to somehow in any way hurt anyone at any of our shows. Having tossed the mic at the end of our show for over 30 years, we felt it was a known part of the very end of our performance that fans wanted, and we were aware of the opportunity and were aware of the opportunity to catch the mic. Regardless, in the interest of public safety from now on, we'll refrain from tossing the mic or anything to our fans at our performances. Thanks, Karen. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. One person messes it up for 30 plus years of a tradition going on. You go in Australia. But to your initial point and the point about the previous topic, uh, fuck clickbait. Stop it. Yeah, right? Stop it. Propaganda, man. Fuck that shit. Yep. Max Cavalier does not like propaganda. Also, this past week, Spotify released their annual wrapped for the year, which tells you what you actually were listening to. Mm Mm-hmm. So real quick here, last year, I listened to 
1,830 artists, 5,548 different songs, equaling 56,909 minutes. Wow. What'd you end up with, Bobby? I know you got on Spotify a little bit later this mm-hmm. year. So uh, let's see. I'll quote the thing here. The sounds of 2022 all wrapped up. Wrapped. Bad news. This year, you didn't listen to enough to get your own wrapped. I don't use Spotify. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. So there you go. So look forward to Bobby's wrapped next year. But I know Jason was heavy on Spotify this year. What were your top artist songs and how many minutes did you have? I listened to 1,158 artists, 7,163 songs, and 88,807 minutes of music. Whoa, get some. Which is, according to Spotify, more than 98% of people in the U.S. Mm. My top five artists this year, we'll count it down real quick. Five, Motionless and White. Four, Ice Nine Kills. Three. Three. I Prevail. If you're keeping track, we've just seen all three of these bands like a week ago. Two. Parkway Drive. Number two. One. Number one this year for me. I spent 1,809 minutes listening to this band. I was in their top 1%. My number one was Ghost. All right. So again, uh, bad news this year. You didn't listen to enough to get your own wrapped. (laughs) <laughs> look forward to Bobby's Wrapped in uh, 2023 guys but Jason what were your top five artists alright my number five was Nirvana four Varsity three I Prevail Dose Turnstile one Ice Nine Kills nice I spent 3,652 minutes listening to Ice Nine Kills this year. I was in the top 0.5% of Ice Nine Kills listeners. All right. Fun fact, my daughter's top band, she was in the 0.005%. That is insane. She needs a little more variety, but she's dedicated to Mm -hmm. uh, hippie sabotage. Yeah. You need to get her listening to the podcast so she can do that for us. Oh, yeah. I do know that I clocked in 666 minutes of Celine Dion slowed down in reverse. It's nothing more metal than that. All right, I'm Bobby motherfucking McDermott with some new music out here I'm going to share with you. going to rate this stuff on a uh, one to six upside down pentagrams. The intention is not to crush anybody's feelings, but I ain't here to suck anybody's dick. If I don't like it, I'll tell you. If I do like it, I'll fucking tell you. All right, everybody. I got quite a bit of stuff here. Uh, it's the end of the year. Shit's been piling up and uh, schedules and whatnot. I haven't been able to get the stuff, so I'll try to be as quick as possible. 16. They dropped the new album. It's their eighth album, Into Dust. 12 songs, 44 minutes. Metal from California. Really good sludgy metal. Uh, Lane Splitter, Misfortune Teller, and Scrape the Rocks all have videos, so go check those out. There's a four and a half upside down pentagram for 16 into dust. Hiss from the Moat. This is their third album. I had this queued up and forgot what the hell I was getting into. Hiss from the Moat is the name, The Way Out of Hell. I thought I was going to listen to some like Stoner Doom. Nine songs and 40 minutes of Deathcore out of Italy. This shit was bad as fuck. Big fucking drums, big riffs, good stuff. I Am Deceived is the cool one on there. It has video. Also, The Killing of Innocence has a video. 
Uh, a Gallo of Mirrors is also a cool song to check out there. Five Upside Down Pentagrams. Hits from the moat. Sky Pigs, their first full length. It thrives in darkness. Six songs, 42 minutes. Sludge Metal out of California again. I guess that's the scene right now. Second song, Larva, is pretty cool. It starts with the dropout. Like, they do the first song, and then it immediately goes into a dropout, and then the song kicks on, and they do another dropout. I thought that was interesting, and placement for uh, songwriting style. So, uh, yeah. There is a video for Sinning Time. Check that out. It's good stuff. So, four and a half upside-down pentagrams for Sky Pig. It thrives in darkness. Dr. Acula's got another one out, and it's self-titled after six albums. We know the curse of that. 11 songs, 27 minutes. Deathcore from Long Island, New York. You know them, Danny? Ah, these guys. Doesn't really get cool to the third song, The Abominable Snowman of Pasadena. So check that one out. Uh, How to Kill a Monster has a video, and it totally has the flashing images warning right off the get, so that is appreciated. Uh... Pretty mediocre effort from these guys this time. It's a three and a half upside on pentagrams. Pet Brick. Now, this got lost in the shuffle for the Cavalera show. This is Igor Cavalera's other band. Liminal is the album. It's their fourth album. 11 songs, 44 minutes. Noise Rock is what they label it as, but this is industrial death techno of doom. This shit's bad as fuck. I liked it a lot. It's kind of like Necro Death Mort, a little bit of Nail Bomb, maybe some IKO. Really cool shit. Six Upside Down Pentagrams. I fucking loved it. As soon as it was over, I wanted to hear it again. Six, six, six. Got a group review here for a single a little band called Metallica dropped a song. Never heard of them. 72 Seasons is the album that will be coming out soon. Lux Eterna is the song. Three and a half minutes. Uh, so we're supposed to all forget that Lars is terrible, right? Nah, I didn't forget. Fuck you, Lars. You suck. Uh, there's other instruments on your uh, drum set there besides the snare with your that's your drum fill. Didn't like it. Uh, you're wasting Robert, everybody. James, uh, not a fan of the vocals. Kurt, there you are. Um, it was surprisingly not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. Like, I listened to it and then immediately listened to it again. So I was like, what the fuck did I just hear? Uh, I'll give it a three upside down pentagrams. I am interested to see what the rest of the album is going to be. Uh, it definitely is better than anything they've done in the past three decades. But uh, not exactly a fan yet. What do you think? So, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm not the biggest Metallica fan. You know, they're like Diet Megadeth for me. (laughs) But that said, I was excited to check this out. It's new music from Metallica. And, you know, that's important in our scene. so. (laughs) So, not bad. Not bad. Um, I did think it was a fun song. It was short. It was kind of thrashy. Um, I could hear a little bit of the old school vibes. I didn't really get the comparisons to Kill 'Em All, 
but I think a lot of that was because the vocals sounded pretty thin, which Bobby kind of touched on as well. Um, I just didn't get, you know, I, I didn't hear the balls that I'm used to hearing from James Hetfield's mm. voice. But uh, that said, the song was fine. I think that there's potential for there to be a pretty decent album behind this. Mm. Uh, so overall, I'd give it a four out of six upside down pentagrams. I think with uh, James, you just have to accept that his voice has changed. We're not going to get Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and mm-hmm. Justice for All. Not going to get that voice anymore. But the band behind him this time, I think, really stepped it up. Uh, as you said, Bobby, I'd be interested if Lars can actually play this live. Oh, my God. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But rewind back to their last album of Hardwired. I didn't really like much that was on there. I didn't dislike it either. It was just kind of there. But when I heard the songs live, they all sounded very good. They kept the crowd moving. And I think this song is going to play great live. I think everybody's going to love it. I personally enjoyed it. You guys are not really Megadeth fans. So I'm totally a Megadeth fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Metallica fans. I'm more of a Metallica fan. I think if you are a Metallica fan, you're going to enjoy this song. Uh, you've come to accept James's vocals for what they are now and Lars just being what he is as well. Mm. But it's a fun song, and I give it a four out of six. All right. Metallica, Lux Eterna, 72 seasons coming out soon. It's time for the top six, six, six. All right, I'll be starting off the six list today. We are making our own festival, the TMFT Festival. I got first stage because all the shit I like, nobody else does. So, fuck you guys. Starting off, uh, this is going to be a Stoner Dune lineup. Uh, they don't really have a lot of spectacle going on normally, so I would definitely have a big jumbotron going on in the background for each band where they could play. I don't know if they got videos or whatever, but at the very least, I would set it up for each song and have maybe the artwork from the album that's on. Give you something a little better than a fucking banner. So I got the first stage. First band on the fucking festival always gets slept on, so I picked the perfect band for that. These guys are from Canada, started out as a two-piece. They dropped a new album this year, added a bass player. Good thrashy stuff. They have the dumbest band name ever. That's why everybody's going to sleep on them. Indian Handcrafts is going to open up this fucking festival. These dudes are bad as fuck. Good sludgy thrash. Weird song arrangements. They got like a goofy kind of enthusiasm to them. I think they would get some good crowd going. Everybody's going to sleep on them. It's going to be one of them bands where you're like, were you here for the first band, Indian Handcrafts? No, that sounds dumb. They were awesome. So that's how I'm starting off things. Now, when you go from one band to the other, they always just kick on some tunes. Fuck that. I got a Jumbotron and a fucking mega sound system. In between fucking shows, I'm going to have music videos playing. So that's going to be cool for this festival. Next band up. These guys are veterans in the festival scene. Red Fang. They got several albums out, so they're going to have a good catalog to go through. They are fucking professional as shit. I've seen these guys. They bang it out. Good energy. Given the opportunity with a big Jumbotron, I think they would come up with some pretty interesting stuff to put up there visually. Red Fang's number five. Next up, Orange Goblin. Another Titan band in this scene. These guys are from England. Started out in the stoner rock stuff. You know, we worship Caius and then kind of progressed into like beer metal. 
So you get drunk and you fist bang to these guys, fucking orange goblin. So that's the first half of the show. And I'm going to switch gears a little bit. And we're going to get the guys from Italy, three-piece psychedelic doom outfit known as Ufa Mammoth. Now, these guys do have psychedelic tripped out visuals and stuff. And given a big jumbotron, I think they're going to bring some really cool artistic stuff for you to check out while they're melting your brains with their goddamn music. To follow that, electric fucking wizard. That's right. These guys are just like stoner doom. Electric wizard. That's what you're going to go fucking see. Several fucking albums. They got a huge catalog. They're just going to bring the heat. They broke the record for loudest band in the Guinness World Record was, uh, I think, Motorhead had it, and then Oasis, and then Electric Wizard stole it. So loud as fuck. That's good. And to headline this goddamn fucking Stoner Doom, great fucking festival. High on fucking fire. Grammy Award winning. Oh, my God. They got a new drummer, the guy from Trapped In and Sleigh Bells. They're just fucking cranking out the goddamn riffs, the pummeling drums. I don't know who the fuck else you would headline a Stoner Doom Festival, but my goddamn stage has high on fucking fire. And that's what we're doing. What do you got on your stage? All right. So now we're going to talk about my stage. My stage is going to be noticeably different from Bobby's. Yeah. But that's the intent here. We want to each pick... uh, and cultivate our own stage. So, uh, number, well, the opener for my stage, I picked volumes. Um, I actually think they're the perfect band to open up the day on this stage. Uh, I've seen them twice before live. Their music is aggressive, but it's not angry. Uh, it has all the, the heaviness, but it's genty and bouncy. And it also has the clean hooks. That'll get the crowd to sing along. Um, they're a really high energy band and they kind of run their performances punk rock style. So like the last time I saw them on tour, they actually were changing their set list every night, just playing different songs nice. every time, which is awesome. good. I mean, it's mostly unheard of nowadays. So I think the crowd would really get into them. It's a perfect way to start out the show and get everybody pumped up. So going from there, we're going to get into hate breed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, in my world, Hatebreed is a headliner, mm-hmm. but we were being realistic when we created these lineups, and I wanted to put them where they would most likely be actually built. Doesn't get any better than Hatebreed as far as seeing somebody on a festival. It doesn't matter what time of the day they play. They're going to absolutely obliterate the crowd, and honestly, I feel bad for anybody that has to follow them. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's yeah, it's that's definitely it. tough to follow. Oh, you have four bands that have to follow. Oh, yeah. They're professionals. Fuck. Exactly. All right. I'm actually. Yeah. What do you got next? So speaking of professionals from there, we're going to get into Ice Nine Kills. All right. So I feel like you can't have any type of modern festival without having Ice Nine Kills on the bill. Um, there are a few bands that encourage as much crowd participation as they do. Even people that are walking into it who have no idea who they are, they're going to find themselves immersed in it because they're singing about all their favorite horror movies and all of this stuff is happening on the stage. It's very theatrical and the crowd's going to be involved. They're going to get into it. So it's quite a stage show. Mm -hmm. Great pick. I would prefer to see them under the lights. But they're not quite at that point yet where they're headlining festivals. So, again, try to keep it realistic. So where do we go from here? We're going to bring in Machine Head next. 
Another band that I've seen many, many, many times, but it's been years since they've done a U.S. tour with any other bands. And to be quite honest, I want to see how the other people in the crowd react. Like Every time I see them, it's a room full of diehard Machine Head fans. Mm. I want to see how they appeal to the general festival crowd because it's been so long since I've been able to experience that. Hmm. I think realistically, they have to be flipped with Ice Nine, though. Ice Nine's a bigger band at this point. Nah, Machine Head been around longer. They got the clout. That's, that's respect, man, that they're... No, no, no. You did it right. Great pick, though. So, Justin, I don't disagree with you. I do think that, you know, uh, if you look at recent numbers, I think that a lot of people would say that maybe Ice Nine should be billed over Machine Head. Um, but I think that a little bit of uh, metal credibility has to come into play mm. here. And it's so close. Um, if you look at their Spotify numbers, there's only about a difference of 200,000 listeners. And I think that Ice Nine Kills would gladly bow down and let Machine Head have that number three slot. So. Yeah, respect. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. They're both great bands either way. It's close. Yeah. So on to my number two. Direct support for the headliner would be Lamb of God. There you go. I mean, yes, I've seen them over 10 times already, but I want to see them again another 10 times. Mm. Uh, few bands are ever able to match the energy that Lamb of God brings live. Eh. And I do think that Randy Bly is one of the best front men in modern metal. It's going to be one of the biggest pits of the day, if not the biggest. And that's why you need Lamb of God there. So how the hell do you follow that up? Mm. Give it to me. You bring in Rage Against the Machine. Oh, there you go. This guy. What? All right. I like it. I mean, of course, I picked them as the headliner. Mm. They're the number one band on my bucket list. I was supposed to fucking see them in April, but Zach messed up his legs, so that's not going to happen. But they're the ultimate headlining band. Mm. Just by putting this band on the bill, we're guaranteed to sell out this day of the festival. Goddamn right. Not to mention, we're all in for one hell of a ride. That's going to be the ultimate way to close out the evening. That's a good one. I like that. So that is my stage. What do you got, Justin? Well, as most of you know, me and Jason listen to a lot of the same kind of stuff. We like Winger, Stripe Live. Wilson Phillips. (laughs) Not quite. So you just took, what, one, two, three, four, four of my picks. Mm. So I got to reevaluate here, but that's all right. I got some backups here. This is going to be a great show. Now you put four bands. I want to see more than that. But anyways, we're going to start with my opener. There we go. My opening band to get this fucking crowd moving. Cause we're going to call this the pit stage here. This is fucking Lorna Shore. Oh God, you start with Lorna Shore? I'm starting with Lorna Shore. They're still, I think they're still small enough right now to open. I don't know how much longer that's going to last. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, I've never seen them and mm-hmm. I imagine they just absolutely crush it live. So mm-hmm. Lorna Shore will be my opener. All right. Serious business right off the get. It's getting serious. All right. So my number five, we're going to go with Trivium. Trivium's also really good live. Gets the crowd moving, keeps them going. Mm-hmm. They still, for whatever reason, aren't very high up on the bill normally. So I think they'd fit in right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to keep the, uh, We'll call this the mosh pit stage. Keep it moving. Trivium will be right after Lorna Shore. All right. Number four. Number four. 
we're going with Beartooth. Mm. I wasn't into this band for a long time. Jason tried to convince me to like them. And then one day I stopped and watched them live and they absolutely stole the show. Beartooth again gets the crowd moving. They'll keep this pit going. Good interaction with the fans to break it up a little more. You get a little more sing along here uh, mm. than you had with the previous two bands. Right. And, uh, I think it'll be a great show. So we've got Lorna Shore, Trivium, and then Beartooth right now. Number three. Number three, we're going to bring the Pyro in. And uh, this band, I don't know if they'll really fall at number three anymore, but you stole so many of my bands, Jason, that I got to kind of reevaluate. I'm going to put uh, Parkway Drive at number three. Uh, they might actually be the direct support these days, but I'm going to go with Parkway here, bring that full Pyro show. If I bring these Australians in and just tear the pit up. Let's hear some bottom feeder. Get them moving. Mm. Bang All your right. fucking head. Direct support of my headliner is going to be... <laughs> it's kind of funny because I talked about this on uh, last week's episode about a concert I went to. And this band was not a good direct support, but I'm going to put them there right now. Uh-oh. Avenge Sevenfold Ooh. is going to be the direct support of my headliner. Mm. And uh, by this point of the day, it's going to be dark. They're going to be able to do their full stage show. With the bat and the pyro, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna love it. All Keep right. the crowd moving. So we're at Lorna Shore, Trivium, Beartooth, Parkway Drive, Avenged Sevenfold, and all leading into one. this headliner. This headliner. Here we go. Is the Mighty Metallica? Now, Did you ever think I was gonna do anything else? No. Nah, Come on now. That, I have other headliners I could put here, but uh, if I'm gonna headline this event, Jason's got Rage Against the Machine over there. High Bobby's got Iron Fire on the stage. Yeah. I mean, there's not many ways you can top top Rage out there, but I think Metallica is the band that will close the entire show. And uh, I'm just going to do one night of Metallica, though, not two. That's all you need. These guys tear it up live. I don't care how old they are. I don't care what you think about James's vocals. Live. At the end of that show, I'm, I'm sticking around for Metallica. Fuck yeah, dude. Why wouldn't you? That's dumb. Will they play Saint Anger in its entirety? They will not play a saint, single Saint Anger song. And since this is our festival, they're going to play Ride the Lightning from front to back. Ooh, yeah, I'm definitely in for that. There you go. Fuck yeah. Go buy the tickets, guys. Metallica is the headline. Fuck you, Lars. Fuck, Fuck you, Lars. Lars. We're going to say that on our stage. All right, so to recap, Bobby's side stage is Indian Handcrafts, Red Fang, Orange Goblin, Ufa Mammoth, Electric Wizard, and High on Fire. Jason's other main stage is Volumes, Hate Breed, Ice Nine Kills, Machine Fucking Head, Lamb of God, and Rage Against the Machine. And my other main stage is Lorna Shore, Trivium. Beartooth, Parkway Drive, Avenged Sevenfold, and the Mighty Metallica. That's a cool festival, man. I'm going. Let's go. That's one day. We got two more days to reveal to you guys. And stay tuned for that adventure. That's going to be cool stuff. All right, everybody. You still hanging in with us out there? Well, guess what? We got a little time left, so we're going to go ahead and plan a second day for this festival. Yeah. And we're going to go ahead and kick it off with Bobby motherfucking McDermott. Goddamn right. Now, this stage, I know we did Stoner Doom on the other one. This one's pretty straight death. Now, 
when you do a festival, you need to bring on some new people that let everybody know what's going on. So I'm starting off, opening it up. Freedom of Fear. I talked about these guys. Some deathcore from Australia. It's got the chick singer, but she doesn't suck. And I feel like uh, they're going to bring their fucking heat. They kind of have a thematic thing with the vampireness going on. And uh, I think they'll have a cool stage show. But uh, they're going to bring their fucking heat. They're up and coming. They're trying to show everybody what they fucking got. So that's my opening band for this fucking stage. Freedom of Fear. Next up, Dead Body. Criminy Christmas. Fucking death metal hardcore. Not deathcore. Not metalcore, not hard death, fucking death metal, hardcore. They're going to bring the fucking heat. There's going to be pits. There's going to be broken bones and blood and shit. Friends made, enemies made, dead body. Following that, I just talked about these guys a few fucking seconds ago. Spirit World. Fucking hate breed got fucked by Slayer. That's these guys. And then they dress up like fucking cowboys and shit while they're playing. That's fucking cool. Give them the Jumbotron. Get some fucking scenes from Tombstone going on in the background. Whatever. Fucking murderous, hateful, metal cowboys. I like that shit. Right? So that's the fucking first half. You got some new guys. Now we got the fucking veterans. Third, or fourth act, sorry. Revocation. Oh, technical death. These guys are going to bring the fucking heat. This guy's got the riffs. They got the drum beats. Fucking brutality. Who do you have after that? Bloodbath. Criminy Christmas. And I'm saying they're bringing in all the fucking extra special gifts. You got Barney from fucking Napalm Death. It's going to be a fucking goddamn massacre in the pit. Bloodbath. It's like entombed on steroids. And how do you finish that? My fucking goddamn headliner. Nail bomb reunion. Everybody involved. Andreas is there. Igor's there. Dino's there. Fucking nail bomb, motherfuckers. That's my goddamn stage. Get some. Let's fucking go. I did not expect that headliner. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. How the hell are you going to top that, Justin? Everybody's dead after Bobby's stage. Nobody's making it to your stage. But for those few people that stumble over there, what do you got for them? Hydrate. Hydrate in the pit. All right, so Jason stole half my picks last time. We still made it work and set up a hell of a show, so I'm going to go before Jason this time. Yeah. My opener is a band that I actually just seen, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. We're going to go with Fit for a King Mm -hmm. as the opener. New metalcore. Absolutely love it. This guy commands the stage. He's going to get the crowd moving right from the get. There you go. After Fit for a King, we're going with Wage War. Ooh. All right. Wage Wars absolutely killer live. Again, keeps the crowd moving, keeps them interacting. Does all the tricks that you can think of for a front man. Um, backflips? Oh, oh, no, he doesn't do backflips. Yeah. Thankfully, you'd hurt yourself. Come on now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're killer live. So I think they'd be good right after Fit for a King. Wage War. There you go. Number four on my list is Kill Switch Engage. Oh. Which one? Kill switch engage current kill switch. I mean, if Howard happens to be there, you know, right, whatever. But we're talking about Jesse Leach with uh, kill switch here. All right. You know, we have fit for a king with metalcore for the opener. We're mm-hmm. going to continue along with a little bit more metalcore here with yeah. uh, you know, we'll just call them the kings of metalcore kill switch. You know, they own yeah. this genre right. okay. again. You'll get more sing along here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might be a little low 
for Kill Switch, but the number three might be interchangeable as well. We could flip flop them back and forth. Not real sure, but we're gonna get a little bit, little bit more sing along here. We're gonna number go with three. I prevail for number three. I prevail for number three, Jason. I see that face. I wish you guys could see some of the yeah, facial reactions here. I think he thinks this is too low, but I don't think they'd support the headline just yet. They're right there, but not yet. No, this this motherfucker just put I prevail over kill switch engage. Yeah, yeah I said that's, you could. That's where I was going with the face. Also, I said, and I invited you to my house. Like <laughs> I offered you beer. Like who listen, the fuck are you? Listen, I wow, said you could flip flop the two, but uh, I prevails. You know they've caught a lot of uh, a lot of steam recently, selling out a lot of shows. Selling out. Not it's not, not that kind of selling out, know, Bobby. They're know. putting asses in the building and making the pit move and. Mm-hmm. I think you could flip flop the two, three, and four. Kill switch and I prevail if you really wanted to, but I don't want to. I want kill switch to be above. Well, good for you. This is not your stage, Bobby. That is correct. Valid argument. <laughs> Boom. So my number two. Uh, I mean, they're good enough to headline, but when you hear the headline, you'll understand why they're number two. My number two is going to be Ghost. All right. We're going to add some more theatrics into this show. Get mm-hmm. get the stage show going. Get the lights going. Get the screens going. Yeah. You know, kind of slow it down a little mm-hmm. bit because the fucking spectacle. Everything else that I put out here for both days is just absolute pit music that gets everybody moving. So mm-hmm. let's slow it down and give people a little bit of a breather. And then see something fucking bonkers wild. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great idea. Are you going to see something bonkers wild for number one? I could go two different ways here. Uh, hope you we're go kinda, the right way. We're kind of winging this here, though. I'm not winging so nothing I'm gonna keep it. I'm going to keep it kind of mellow. Number but one. A, but get a bounce to the crowd still. What do you got? We're going with the Kings of the Light show. Tool. Tool is going oh, to headline. Everybody brought the heat. Tool is there going to go. headline. There you go. Tool. Yes, exactly. I don't really think I need to say much about Tool. If you've Thank ever you. seen them live, I talked about it last week. Like, they absolutely are flawless live. They will bring the heat. They will bring the lights. Yeah. They'll bring everything that you want in a live show. Mm-hmm. And they are going to headline my stage on the second of three days. Of TMFT Fest. That's a good one. What you got, Jason? I don't think I took many of your picks this time, but I might have took one or two. Okay, so, yes, I did have to make some slight alterations to my my festival lineup here. (laughs) Thanks, Justin. But it was well-deserved because I raped him pretty hard in the first round. Mm, Yeah. He's not going to walk right for a while. I watched. That was tough, man. That was brutal. (laughs) So opening up the day on my stage is going to be born of Osiris. All right. This is another band that in my eyes are headliners. Mm. They're one of my favorite fucking bands. Um, but in the eyes of the general public and Spotify, they say that they should be open in the day. So that's where they're at. There you go. Uh, that's not going to stop them from getting the crowd pumped up. Their music's heavy as shit, but it's also much like volumes. It's genty and bouncy and it's fun. And it doesn't hurt that they have my personal favorite guitar player, Lee McKinney, at the helm. So, great start to the day. From there, we're going to get into Avatar. Again, this is a band I would really prefer to see under the lights. And I have seen them under the lights before. They put on one hell of a show. And they definitely get the audience involved. They're a lot of fun. They're super animated on stage. And they really play to all the silly and just extreme sides of their music and their personalities. They don't take themselves too seriously. They're a lot of fun live. Going from there, 
going to get into another one of my favorites. God forbid. Oh, nice. So another one of my favorite bands of all time. They're super technical. They kill it live. Realistically, based on their popularity, they would probably play earlier on the bill. But because they haven't toured in so long, I think they would actually be a good draw. And then we would actually have some people that would travel from different places to see, God forbid, mm-hmm. because they've mm-hmm. they've only go. played a few shows at this point. So, yeah. so number three, this is one of the ones Justin stole from me. So I had to make a quick change. But at number three, we're going to go with all that remains. Ooh, more metalcore. Let's do it. So if you hadn't figured it out, I originally had Kill Switch Engage here, but <laughs> what better fill-in than to put all that remains in this spot? Um, both responsible for some of the best metalcore albums of all time. And all that remains, let's face it, they're going to get the crowd singing. They're going to get the crowd moshing. They've got a little bit of everything in their catalog, and they're going to pull out all those tricks when you see them live. And then when you line this festival up, they'd be playing them and Killswitch back-to-back pretty much is how that would line up. That's pretty fucking awesome. Exactly. So from here, the next pick may be a bit controversial. Controversy. We're at the support. But I'm going to go with a day to remember. You may not think they belong in this spot, but all of the stats say otherwise. Hmm. And all of my personal experiences say otherwise. Mm, That's more important than the stats. This band brings it live, and they're one of the most fans, one of the most fun bands that you're ever going to see live. Hmm. Justin mentioned them on the show last week. Even if you're not a fan, you're going to have a good time. And I found this band from randomly stumbling upon them at a festival, just like Justin. I saw them at Rockville. It was a different year, but I didn't know anything about them. I always wrote them off as just silly, you know, pop punk music or whatever. And they do have some of that, but they're also heavy and their heavy parts get really fucking heavy sometimes. But more importantly, they're just a hell of a good time when you see them live. And they definitely deserve that spot where you've got them. Hmm. So leading into that. Here we the go. Headline. We need somebody to close out the night on this stage. Number one. And I picked none other than System of a Down. Ooh, bringing the heat with the picks. Huh? One of the main bands on my bucket list, right behind Rage Against the Machine, of course. Um, they've created a lot of mystique about themselves because they've been touring so infrequently. Mm. And they've kind of created their own hype at this point because they put out some solid albums. They were a force to be reckoned with in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then they kind of just disappeared. And they've created a a demand for themselves that is unmatched by most bands. Hmm. They're guaranteed to be a huge draw at the festival. And it's going to help sell out the entire day. So, yeah, that's my show. Man, you bought Rage one night, System of a Down the next. Let's fucking go. So, to recap, we'll go back to... Bobby kicking it off. You want to recap your second day of the festival? Yep. We open it up with Freedom of Fear, Dead Body, Spirit World, Revocation, Bloodbath, and Motherfucking Nail Bomb. And how about you, Justin? We're opening with Fit for a King, then Wage War, then Kill Switch Engage, then I Prevail, then Ghost, and headlining with Tool. And for my stage, it's going to start with Born of Osiris, 
And then Avatar, God forbid, all that remains, a day to remember, and system of a down. Motherfucker's going to need to go to a chiropractor after this festival, because they're going to get whiplash at the very fucking least. These are two killer, killer days that I would pay a lot of money to see. I mean, I'll give you 20 bucks. So if you're listening, weigh in in the comment section. How many of you would be in attendance for TMFT Fest? And what would you do differently? Who else would you add? Who do we have on the lineup incorrectly? Let us know in the comment section. And we'll give you a shout out on the next episode. Goddamn right. Be on the lookout for the third day that we will drop at some point in the future. The Dream Festival. Oh man, you guys are in for a treat on that one. All right, everyone. That is our show for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed hearing about the first two days of TMFT Fest. Stay tuned. We will be talking about day three in the near future. Remember to give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at 2Metal for this. And drop your own six list in the comments section, and we'll give you a shout out on the next episode. Make sure you tune in for the next episode. We will be discussing the top six closing tracks on metal albums. That's it for this week. But until next week, keep it metal and rage with respect. Say hi to your mom for me. There's no toy in the cereal because I got that shit. I'm singing into the mic tonight because I'm feeling all right, all right, all right. (laughs) Your bosom is quite appealing. My shirt just popped off. A little bit of bass in your voice. (laughs) Pardon me, madam, but your bosom is quite appealing. You want to lower that bass in your voice, sir? Pardon me, madam, but your bosom is quite appealing. (laughs) 